you've planned your wedding. Now let the real fun begin. Registering for all those gifts you'll love just as much as your partner, if not more. <laughs> Crate and Barrel offers the perfect curation of product to choose from so you and your fiance can pick out items that are perfect for entertaining, like stemless wine glasses, less chance of spilling, or cozying up for a movie night under our linen bedding. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at CrateandBarrel.com slash gift registry. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Oh, everybody wow. out there. Today is a beautiful day. Wait, we just had somebody squeal in our background. Um, she's obviously not a professional at podcasts because she <laughs> talks over the host. Um, Becca Tilly has hung out a little bit with Ashley and I today. Becca, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Thank you. I didn't know I was have to, had to be invited in to speak like that. <laughs> That's what I do with Ashley. I, I point at her when it's time, and then she can speak. I know. I'm watching the dynamic, and I'm like, Ashley, right, speak I'm up. Come I'm trained. He was like, why are we waiting for Ben to give this nice intro? <laughs> he does. He does at least the first 30 seconds without me saying anything. Um, kind of comforting. Ashley- do you ever feel awkward now sitting amongst Becca? Because our podcast is called Almost Famous, and she wins awards and stuff. <laughs> so she's actually famous. Oh, I actually don't think that's the case. Um, we first we have not gotten the People's Choice Award, so we're unsure if we'll ever own that. Um, and two, I feel like Ashley, in her own right, is a really big deal. Ben, no. you're you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, we're all equals here. Oh, that's I mean, all... I mean, Becca might be a little bit above us. Yeah. So I so don't get. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't get it. You haven't owned the People's Choice Award yet. She doesn't have it physically. It's supposed to be in the mail. May have gotten lost somewhere along the way. Also, I think we only get one. And Tanya has been talking about <gasps> this spot that she has oh. for it in her new place for months now. So I'm just gonna have to. Hand it over. So you are moving <laughs> to Studio City. Tanya just moved to Studio City. Yeah, you can't be too far away from. We're each close. Other. So what are you? What are you moving into? Why moving? Are you leaving your sisters? I'm leaving. My sisters are flying free on their own. Little are, free birds. Are they going to stay in the place that you have now? No, no, no. They're moving in with friends. Um, I'm moving into a townhouse. <gasps> um, yeah, I'm really oh my God, upgrading you're my life. So fancy. <laughs> are you renting or buying? I'm renting. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I I want to buy eventually, but I didn't want to buy somewhere that I've never lived before. Yeah. So I'm renting in Studio City. See how I like it. Uh, ben, we'll let you talk when we're done talking here, but... <laughs> Jared and I That's are currently in, like, the grown-up conversation of, like, oh, yeah. when we should buy. And this is, like... Wow. Do you want to buy here, stuff. though? Because y'all don't want to well, be here forever, right? That's the debate, Becca. We're like, if we're here for the next five years, does it make sense to buy? That's that's, that's the dilemma. Because I get, we, yes. we, we will buy yes, it in Rhode Island one day. Yes, yes it, it does, does, guys. It it's off? been the best thing I've ever done. I bought when I was 24, and it stretched me. I was poor, like Who broke. Who the hell no are more- you to buy a house at 24? Uh, somebody that took a huge risk. In Denver, though, you know it's different. I mean, it really is. It's so different. It's in like LA. a step down, right? No, yeah, just, not a step down. It's different. It's a different pro. It's a different commitment than buying mm-hmm. in LA. That's really true. Me buying in Denver uh, would be like buying a bathroom in LA. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Becca. I, yeah. You've obviously, and, and not to undersell it, because I know you, you you would do this. You've been wildly successful, um, and most of the things you do. I was 
as I was sitting here and, and I knew you were coming on, I wrote down here on my notes, um, you obviously were on two seasons of uh, The Bachelor, one of which was with me. Um, you've then left the show and really had a very successful um, kind of career in the influencer world, which I know that you did not expect, that you did not kind of pursue, but you really had a couple years there where you stayed in that kind of world of of social media and influence and you traveled and did some awesome things and it worked out really well. And then you transitioned to the the podcasting world and your personality really gets to shine, which I think is personally, and I'm sure Ash would agree, is really, you're obviously very beautiful, but your personality is the best thing about you. You, you are hilarious and funny and witty. I want to know, really, I'm most interested in what has brought all that success. And and I, I, I don't want you to tell me it's not been successful because it really has yeah. been. No, yeah. Um, I think people, I think when you're on the show, people become like attached to your story and your personality. You would agree, right? Oh, Both yeah. of you would agree. Um, and I think people wanted to continue following to see what I did or do. Um, and I think I just have... I think I figured out um, how to open up my life in a way that kept people interested enough that I had stuff going on to continue wanting to know what I was up to. And I think the podcast just added another element because we brought Tanya on. So we gained her following from the morning show. And so I think I don't I mean, to be honest, there's how many how many people have been on The Bachelor and Bachelorette? Like, I don't know why there was this certain success with with me or with you know there's a certain few that have had like gotten to do a lot of stuff post bachelor there is something about you where you have the right balance of just straight beautiful and relatable mm-hmm. thank you ash i would say the same for you oh thank you it, it is kind of wild becca and i want to walk anybody out here listening you know i think they see these seasons of life for these bachelor and bachelorette characters they kind of you come off the show and you know, you're either in love or you're not, but then they see kind of the transitions. And mm-hmm. I'm getting to experience that right now with Blake. Blake's out here in Denver and, you know, he's getting ready to, to Colton's shows about the air. He knows he, he and I just had a conversation. He knows that his time kind of maybe as the focal point of the, the rejects for lack of a better yeah, term yeah. is ending. Like he's, he's about, he's going to still be relevant. He's still, people are going to still talk about mm-hmm. him. He's going to still get to do cool things, but he it's, it's coming away quickly, mm-hmm. you know? And so he's going to enter into a new season You've gone through all of these seasons now. Mm-hmm. How, what has that been like on you personally? Um, I guess I never, you know, I think I never, I try not to take it all too seriously. Like I always say, if I had to go back to a nine to five job and that's what I had to do to, you know, live comfortably and have, you know, success in that way that I would be fine doing it because I was very content in my life before The Bachelor and it has just el- elevated me in the sense of I've gotten to do amazing things and experience things that I wouldn't have gotten to do had I not been on the show. But I also was very happy and content in my life before. So if I had to go back to that, I would be okay. And I've always kept that mentality of like, okay, this is limited and I can make it what it is for as long as I can. But at some point, if it ends in this like crazy world of you know, what the heck is going on? Um, (laughs) Like I would be okay with it. And so I think I I never held on. I've not held on so tightly to this lifestyle that if it, if I lost it, that I would be, you know, depressed or anything. But that's, that comes from wisdom. 
And one of the parts that that you have is wisdom. You're, you've always connected, you know, men and women both have kind of leaned on you for support and advice. Where does that wisdom come from then? Oh, just a natural born gift, I would say. <laughs> um, no, I think, you know, my parents raised me to be very like content in how wherever I was in life, you know, whether it was in high school. I didn't grow up with like, I didn't have a lot we were like very middle class. It's not like I had a ton of money to do whatever I wanted. I was very, you know, I worked hard in sports and I, you know, had to make certain good grades. And I think there was something that came with that of like working hard and being content in where I was in my life, no matter what that stage was. So I I really think it comes from my parents. My parents both worked really hard and always had this humility that I respected and I guess wanted to have as well. I think I want to throw it to both of you. Uh, we obviously, uh, you know, I get the, the privilege of being around both of you quite a bit, uh, especially when I fly there to LA as a, you know, we're in this kind of time in the world where it's very women focused, you know, that we are really trying to promote equality amongst, uh, amongst both sexes. And so when it comes to the show now, we're going to already start the new season of the bachelor. Uh, mm-hmm. we just had the women released If you were to pour into any of these new contestants, both of you, what kind of pressures as a woman does this show put on you? Is it any more or less? Is it healthy or unhealthy? Can you just for a second take some time to act like I'm one of the new contestants and pour into me a little bit and give them some advice? That's a really hard question. You have advice off the top of your head? Yeah. I mean, my my number one thing would be it's so easy. It's almost impossible to have all of these opinions about your character thrown at you when none of these people know. They they get a glimpse into your life, but they don't know you. And I think what I've taken away from it is like, if you didn't have social media and didn't see what everyone was saying about you, you wouldn't know that anyone didn't like you. You know, mm. like you yeah. only know that people don't like you because you've opened yourself into this world where they can sit behind a screen and tell you that they don't like you. And so I think it's like focus on what your friends and your family and the people who truly know who you are as a person think about you. Because this show is edited. It is it's an it's amazing TV, but it's a it's such a small glimpse into these individual people and personalities. And so I think it's just focus on like the real world and don't because this is all kind of like an escalated version of Mm -hmm. people. I just feel like don't lose yourself. Don't curate yourself. There's something about a lot of these girls are like going into this being like, I'm going to be an Instagram model. It's like, just be like yourself. And I think that is why Becca has gotten as far as she has, because you've never been like, you've just, I don't know. There's just like a sense of realness and you can't fake the realness. Well, I also, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, um, we were lucky to have gone on The Bachelor when the social media influencer stuff wasn't even an, uh, like it didn't even seem like, I didn't even know that I that think was a it's thing. a whole different time mm-hmm. today too. I always say that I think Caitlyn's season, Ben, um, was the last time that people signed up for the show without having mm-hmm. the whole Instagram shebang to mm-hmm. come along with it. Mm-hmm. Like when we signed up for the show, there was like no money in it. No, no, no. No. And usually and like and up until that point, there was basically like fifteen minutes of fame. You know, yeah. you were famous for like maybe six months, you know, famous, mm-hmm. quote quote, almost famous <laughs> for like six months after the show, but not 
not anywhere lasting, really, unless mm-hmm. you were a lead, possibly, because yeah. there wasn't social media to have people keep up with your life. Right. Yeah. So when you were gone off the show, you're pretty much gone. There was also no paradise, really, yeah, yeah. to like keep you relevant for longer. It's a whole other ordeal. So I really, I don't even know if I can relate to these girls the way that I related to us. I was yeah, uh, so. I was prepping for the podcast today, and I was going through all the girls that are on Colton season because you know they've been announced and their social medias are out there now, and most of them have a following already. Like it's it's actually kind of crazy if you go through the numbers of people already following them are anywhere between ten thousand and you know I think twenty five thousand people. Yeah. So these these women are coming on already with you know a platform or they're already being followed. I don't have any of my friends who have 10,000 followers. Well, there's a couple girls that are, you know, there. there's the pageant girls, the two of them, so that makes sense where they would have a following. And I don't know about your sister. Well, your sisters have you as, like, a bump to mm-hmm. get social media followings. But if you look at high school kids today, Ben, and, like, college kids, yeah. they all have, like, pretty sizable followings for some reason. <laughs> they, like, it's pretty normal yeah, for, right. like, a high schooler to, like, maybe have 8,000 followers. Oh, those are the cool kids. Isn't that weird? But, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Well, hey, um, Becca, I know you're busy. I know you've got to get going here soon. Uh, two last que- uh, two last questions here. One is, how do you feel about the exit of Lon Gale from the show? Do we know what happened? Has anyone, d- does anyone know what happened? I mean, I don't know if I, like, really can want to, like, reveal, like, what we talked about. But it's, like, just, you know, he was ready to move on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always kind of thought, you know, and this is just my personal opinion, because I thought Elon was a very into- integral? Integral? In- in- integral. 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 <laughs> part, integral well, part. Integral part of The Bachelor and how it is so genius. Because mm-hmm. he is a very smart man. Um, yeah. But I kind of always, especially in the last couple of years when I talked to him, I kind of just felt, and I don't talk to him that often, but it felt like he was ready to move on. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, I think he's been ready for a while. So he's not doing Paradise or anything? Mm-mm. I feel like he has been ready. He's been saying, like, I think this is going to be my last year. I think this is going to be my last year for, like, the past two years. Okay. So. Well, good. I mean, I'm happy for it. I feel like he's in a good place personally, so I feel I'm interested to see what direction the show goes, because I really do feel like he's an important part of making that yeah. show what it is. I think it's Definitely. so crazy to think about how the show is going to be, because maybe it's just when I started watching. I mean, this totally can just be a personal perspective, but I feel like the show bumped up again like it went from being an insane show early in the 2000s Uh and then it died off for a little bit not necessarily in ratings but i think in chatter Uh and then it became more of like a tabloid front cover once alon started working on it 10 years ago i really think he revamped it in some way but maybe that's me being a teacher's pet and that i love him so (laughs) yeah you y'all are really yeah yeah i mean here's for anybody out there listening alon gale was the executive producer of The Bachelor for the last, I don't know, seven years, um, eight years now. He's been he a part of every season. Five. Yeah, so he was been around for a while. Yeah. Um, he's led this show in a lot of ways. And so he's officially, as of this week, based on a, a tweet from Mike Fleiss, Alon is no longer part of the show. So they are moving on without him. And for all of us that are part of the show, Alon is a very integral part of each day, um, each interview, kind of the vision and, and the support. He's a smart man. So we wish Alon the best. We, we really all, mm-hmm. you know, have 
a love-hate relationship with him. Um, and somehow, <laughs> even though I've always said this about Lon, even though there's no person in my life that's treated me worse, there's very few people I love more. Oh and I God. don't know how he does that. Like, I, I just don't get how that works. That's why he's as successful as he is. For some reason, no matter how angry and how screwed over we think he has what he's done to us is. Yeah. We if you've still... seen Ashley cry, it's because of him. Honestly. No, like every <laughs> single time, like something bad happens on the show to you or to me or to you, you're like, well, Alon was behind that and I hate him. And then you call him and he goes, Ashley, calm down, calm down, calm down. And then I go, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And then he goes, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Everybody's going to love you. <laughs> and yep. I'm like, why do you have the How do you have this effect on me? where I just, I hate you, and then I love you 30 seconds after you say, Ashley, calm down. It's the yeah. weirdest He's thing. He's unlike anyone. I've never met another person like that. It's terrifying <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, well, we wish him the best. He has a couple, uh, he, yeah. he's wrote a couple books. He's moving on. Becca, before we let you go, please give anybody out there listening to Almost Famous Podcast a reason why they should listen to Scrubbing In with Becca and Tanya, because we love it. We listen. I was there for an episode a couple weeks ago, but why should anybody out there listen to this? Um, you know, it is like chatting in the living room with your girlfriends. That's how I would describe our podcast. So, and it's very, we have an amazing Facebook group. They're so positive. They're so uplifting. Um, and it's just really good stuff. Today we had um, Scott Patterson on from Gilmore Girls. He's selling coffee bins, so you better watch out. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh -huh. <laughs> but um, he is, so our podcast is just fun, lighthearted, and I think anyone who listens to Almost Famous would love Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. That's right. I agree. They're award-winning podcast, oh. <laughs> Scrubbing In with Becca Tilling and Tanya Rad. And before you leave, who do you think is getting the furthest this season on Colton season? I literally don't know anyone. Give me three names and I'll pick one. No. If you haven't done your research, you don't get to give the answer. I don't do research. I don't do research. I only do research because of the show. I'd rather go into it blind. Blind? But... Who do you think it's going to be so I can watch for that person? Well, I did I did star three girls because Amy told me to star three girls. Well, so... Tanya starred three girls as well. Hi, oh, yeah? Mark. Sorry. I should have gone. Okay, Where's Tanya's so picks? Here's my three girls. So here's my three girls. Bree, who looks just like Lauren Bushnell. It's weird. Tanya noted Brie, but didn't star her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch out, Ashley. Ashley Just don't throw sensitive. names out there. with. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found yourself looking at Brie's picture more than anyone else's? <laughs> oh, uh, not yet. Let me look. <laughs> okay. Then there's Kaylin. Kaylin is one of Tanya's picks. Okay. And then Cassie. Can I see Cassie these? didn't make Can the I list. See these? Oh, Cassie looks so relaxed in her picture. I was not relaxed in my picture. Let me see this. Okay. Wait, how does Brie actually have a good picture? Nobody's supposed to have a good picture on this show. She's got quite the cheeks in like a in a nice way. Yeah, very gosh supple, dang it, Brie. You do got to be good looking and bring back bad memories. This is um, dark. This feels dark. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, literal twins. I know. They are twins. Um, hey, Becca, we oh, love yeah. you so much. Thanks yeah, for coming thanks, in here. Thanks for joining us. I know we Thank kept you longer so much. than No, I love, I love getting to hang out with you guys. I wish we did it more. Maybe a collab podcast soon. That would be Ooh. so cool. I love it. Like Wait, hey, Becca. Good. I have a great idea. We should have you guys host the Almost Famous podcast, and then we host <laughs> Scrubbing In. That would be fun.
That's not ben a bad idea. Ben literally has no response to that. <laughs> Silence on the oh, other I'm, end. I'm, I'm looking at pictures of these girls. But anyways, I thought that was a good <laughs> issue. He's like going to Bree's Instagram right now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Becca. Right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, hold on, you guys. I see somebody bringing a box with a bow in here, and the box says Crate and Barrel, and I think I know what this is. Okay, hold on one second. I'm opening up the, the gift right now. It's from Ben and Amy. All right, let's, this is packaged so nice. Oh, this is so cute. These are small little napkins. They're for, they're like cake napkins. We got two sets of cute cake napkins. They're very good for anything we do for the bridal party or a bachelorette party. They're pink and sparkly. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of stuff in here. Is this why Amy said that I should finish my registry this week? Because Amy and Ben just got me a couple of the things on our registry, including this glass that says Mrs. It's like a cocktail glass that says Mrs. And it's a matching cocktail glass that says Mr. So cute. And I also got a Mr. and Mrs. Champagne flute. It's so cute. This is what we registered for from Crate and Barrel. We had we went into Crate and Barrel and all of a sudden we were like, oh my gosh, we need all the Mr. and Mrs. stuff. And we don't have any cocktail glasses at home, so these are so classy. They're going to really be perfect for any decor that we ever have in the next, hopefully, couple decades or the rest of our lives. They're t- <laughs> the rest of our lives together. <laughs> That's an expression you can use when you get married. So, yeah, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Thank you guys so much for these clean, sleek pieces from Crate and Barrel. This is the nicest champagne flute I've ever seen. To all of you engaged couples out there, you can start your Crate and Barrel registry right now at crateandbarrel.com slash gift registry. It's super easy. You can select items on the website through the app, or you can go into the store and scan just with your phone. One more time, that is crateandbarrel.com slash gift registry. If you're still looking for some Christmas gifts for your family, I have an idea for one of the coolest companies I've really ever heard of. It's called Legacy Box. I've always been frustrated with the fact that we have all these home videos at home, but really no way to watch it because then we have to pull out the old VCR and then we have to find the whole um, the VHS adapter for the old videotapes and legacy box is going to just completely rid you of all that hassle all you have to do is send legacy box the like your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures and then they do the rest they help you professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive a digital download or a dvd it's easy to follow instructions and it's really really safe because Barcodes are included for every item. Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. And it's done by hand right here in the U.S. of A. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash almost famous to get 40% off your first order. 
Go to LegacyBox.com slash AlmostFamous and save 40% today. Get started by preserving your past. Ben, do you have that exact same experience as I do? You really can't go and back back and watch old movies without having to like find adapters that you you are like they're all lost in the attic somewhere. Yeah, you know what? I, as you say that, you know what's maybe the saddest part of that is, is I remember that time in my life where I couldn't, and so I just stopped. Really? Yeah. So like, it's not even that I don't I try anymore. Um, Stuff like Leah's Boss really helps because I remember there's a time in my life where I used to go home for the holidays and it was uh, so difficult to find any way to get the TV to work. It would take us hours to try to watch these things back. Yeah. And then all the photos would be gone and they'd be disorganized um, that we just ended up stopping. I haven't done it in years and it would be nice to. There's some really good stuff on there, uh, especially, you know, as I was a child that I'd love to see back. So, yes, actually, I do have that same experience and, and maybe even a little sadder story. Yeah, it's very sad. And another thing that's really cool about Legacy Box, and like the ad is totally done here. I'm just telling you guys. <laughs> um, you know how people will be like, do you have a picture of you when you were a teenager? Do you have a picture when you were like mm. a preteen? And you're like, yeah. not really. It's in the photo albums at home. And you can kind of just, you know, do Legacy Box, put the flash drive in your computer, and then you'll have all these pictures and you can, you know, show your loved ones, you and your babe. That's awesome. Hey, Ash, you know what's not sad? Uh, what, Ben? Love. Love is not sad, especially 15 years of love. Our next guest is one of Bachelor Nation's favorite, if not favorite, Bachelorette. She is the leader of the charge. She has started the revolution. She has been married and in love for 15 years. And we just wanted to bring her on the Almost Famous podcast to say, congratulations, Trista, are you out there? I'm here. Thank you, sir. Trista, 15 years, how often do you like to wave that in the face of all of the Bachelor naysayers? <laughs> oh, as often as possible. No, um, I, you know, it's funny because we got a text from one of our friends and he said, congratulations. And then he wrote another text and he said, you know, I hesitated to send that because Saying congratulations means that you, maybe that people thought that you couldn't do that. Like maybe you accomplished something that was unheard of. And then he wrote back again and he's like, no, it's okay. It, it was something that you should be proud of, whatever. And I, I feel like Ryan and I obviously didn't, didn't do it so that we could get Ashley and Ben calling me and saying, congratulations on 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we obviously are in love and it's all real and true and it's our life so i i do appreciate the congratulations it's very sweet of you to think of me and to put me um on your uh speed dial for your podcast but um but yeah it's just it's just what it is so it's it's all good i love being a part of that donation does it feel like 15 years because i didn't know you 15 years ago but it doesn't feel like 15 years since you were on the cover of all those magazines in your wedding dress right (laughs) no i mean it does feel like 15 years at times but it it has flown by really really fast especially because we have two crazy active kids in our lives and um, we follow them around everywhere. And if you think life moves past before you have kids, just hold on tight and get ready. Um, but yeah, I, 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 there are times when I feel like 
it's been 15 years when we're like just kind of in the daily grind, but most of the time it flies by because we're having a really good time. We have a good life. Uh, you know, Trista, I, you, I want to go back a little bit to what you said at the beginning when you said you, when you did this whole thing, it didn't, it, you didn't do it so people can congratulate you on, you know, 15 years. At what point in this whole experience did a, did a relationship with Ryan set, go from just, Hey, this is a really fun kind of thing that we're doing to, I want to marry this person. I think you and Ashley both kind of have that in common where all of a sudden it switched from being about a show to, no, I, this is going to change my life forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, the switch happened when I got asked to be bachelorette. So I did the bachelor just for fun and to get out of like the rut I was in in Miami. I just wasn't happy in my life back then. And, and I saw extra was advertised. Like they had the casting director who actually still, um, helps out with the show, which is kind of crazy. But, um, you know, I applied for that show thinking, Oh, this will be fun. I can travel and meet some people and go to LA and whatever. And you didn't even know it was going to be a successful show. Oh, hell no. I, I had no idea what it was going to be. No one did at that time. Like, really, we we just went into it. The people, the cast, went into it thinking, oh, we can, like I said, travel and meet people and have a, have a good time. And then I did develop serious feelings for Alex, which, looking back on it, I'm sure I was just caught up in it um, because we definitely were not meant to be. But when they asked me to be Bachelorette, when Slice called me and said, Hey, what would you think of this? Um, I, I, that's when it changed for me, Ben. I, I think that I became really serious when, um, when I signed up to be the bachelorette and I thought, Oh my, I mean, ABC is going to be searching for guys for me. This is pretty crazy. And I need to really get serious about this. And I was all in it for just to find Ryan and thank God he was there. Um, I, I, because of what happened to me on the bachelor, which was, I got down to the final two and like the night before, two nights before he told me he was going to pick me. I might've even said this on the last podcast you guys had me on, but, um, he said he was going to pick me. He didn't pick me obviously. And because of that, I went into the bachelorette really um, cautious. I didn't want to get anyone's hopes up until I knew for sure. And I kept thinking in the back of my mind, things could change, things could change, things could change, because it's only, you know, six weeks at that time. Um, And so I didn't really fully invest in him until a a, a lot later on, I, I think Seattle on our overnights was when I fully invested because I couldn't stop thinking about him, even when I was on dates with other people. That's awesome. That's so crazy. Um, did you ever think in that fantasy suite, we're going to be married 15 years from now, be the <laughs> poster children for Aww. success on the show. Mm-hmm. And you'll always be associated with success on the show. I think, cause you were the first, you set the precedent. Um, oh gosh, I never would have imagined, first of all, that the bachelor would still exist. Um, <laughs> I know that's a great, you know? that's a great point. <laughs> no, never, ever would have thought. I mean, it was way in its infancy and no one could have known what would happen with reality television. I mean, I remember sitting on a panel 
and they were they were talking about how reality TV was a fad. I feel like Mark Burnett was part of it and Spice and whatever. Anyway, it was a fad back then. You know, people thought it was going to disappear, and clearly it did not disappear. It has taken over our television screens, and um, I think it's great. I mean, I I am fully engaged with all of the shows. I love watching all the shows. I love supporting everyone who comes on the show, whether it be Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor Pat or the Olympic Games or whatever, or our weddings or whatever. Congratulations, by the way, Ashley. Um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I, I love all of it. And I feel really, really thankful that I get to be um, part of it. It's really cool. I just have one last comment, and then, Ben, you want to wrap this thing up. I remember the last time we talked in depth uh, was in May, and you were telling me that for the first time, Ryan was switching careers. He um, is he retired from the fire department. Mm. And how's that going? It's good. Um, thank you for asking and remembering. Um, he, you know, he has his ups and downs. He really loved working for the fire service. It, it filled him. Like he loves being able to help people. I mean, one of his favorite things in life is when he sees someone on the side of the road, he loves to pull them out of a ditch with his big old truck, you know, like he just loves to help people. Mm -hmm. And he did that for 17 years and it took its toll on his body, on his mind, on his spirit. I mean, there is a thing called post-traumatic, it's some kind of post-traumatic stress for uh, emergency service workers. Mm -hmm. And he definitely, I feel like, experienced that in that it was stressful. You know, he saw death, he saw suicide, he saw um, all ages, babies, older people, uh, really, really, really difficult things to deal with. And he did it for 17 years. Yeah. So from a wife's perspective, you want your husband to be um, safe and thriving, of course, but not at the detriment of his spirit or his mind. Um, he was like short tempered. He, uh, he just wasn't happy mm -hmm. for a really long time. And now he's finding his place. He works for a company called Bill Custom Builders. And so then, hey, if you ever want to build a house, you know, up in the mountains, <laughs> only a couple hours away. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, he's working for Bale Custom Builders. And not that he's like a builder. Um, sometimes he, you know, helps out on site, but he's kind of more of like marketing, business development. Um, he's finding his way. He, it's an evolving job. Um, but I love having him here at nighttime. We get to have dinner together as a family. He gets to coach Max's hockey team and let me say your hand your son is young but very handsome boy oh is that a creepy comment you. my sister and i oh. were in all of his hair yesterday <laughs> looking at I the mean, instagram he's got the best hair yeah he's got great hair on my uh, on my kid i can't believe it um <laughs> but no he he is very handsome thank you he um he can coach now, you know, he can be at all of his hockey games. He can be at all of Blake Lee's recitals, all her performances. So I just selfishly, I am so thankful that 
he made the leap and it's hard day to day. He has to deal with a lot of different personalities, but, um, overall, I think it, it was a really good move. So thanks for asking. Trish, the last time um, you're on the podcast too, we, we kind of highlighted the fact that you're doing um, some speaking engagements. You were staying pretty actively involved and advocating for a few uh, really important topics. Are you still traveling and speaking? Um, if anybody out there is listening is going, I want to hear Trista talk more than just on the Almost Famous podcast, what have you been up to and how can they find you? Oh gosh, I no, I haven't done any speaking. I did TEDx Vale a couple years ago where um, that was an incredible experience and so thankful for it. But quite honestly, my kids and my husband have taken over my life and including hockey. Like I went from a hockey mom to a manager of Max's team last year to a board of directors. Uh, I'm on the board of directors for the hockey club and now I'm the fundraising director and with all of their activities and I mean, just being a mom, breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, you know, picking, I actually have to leave really soon to go pick them up from school. Blake's leaving learn to ski today where she's up on the, Aww. on the mountain skiing with her class. Like it's just kind of all encompassing right now. Um, so I'm, I, I haven't been doing much of anything. I loved the TEDx talk that, um, I had the opportunity to do and, you know, I, I would do more of that if given the opportunity, but for now, my kids. And Ryan are my priority. That's amazing. Trista, right. we always good. love you. You're our, your legacy lives on with all of us. You're the best. Um, wish Ryan the best. And also congratulations on 15 really incredible years. You are a role model, model for a lot of us out there looking for that same thing. Yes. Thank you, Trista. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Good good luck planning, Ashley. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're the sweetest. <laughs> yeah, when I hung out with you, I wasn't engaged yet. I know. Remember, I kept teasing. I was like, oh, I'll just put my bare left finger in the midst of all these other bachelorette engagement rings. I do. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. You did. Yeah. Were you guys? Wait, I'm sorry. I'm totally hijacking this. Cool. Were you guys? planning on like was that in the works at the time when i saw you well it was in the works with him but i didn't know i was just hoping it was yes i was putting oh the good God. vibes out there <laughs> well you i mean the good vibes worked thank so, you good oh, job so <laughs> okay i'll see you soon bye okay bye guys thank you so trish has been saying that it feels like 15 years sometimes because kids add so much stress which means it's really really important to get a good night's sleep when you're in bed Ben, you have a recommendation for a bed, don't you? You love it so, so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is something that's been with me for a long time. It knows me very, very intimately. It's your partner. <laughs> it's my partner. You go to it's it every night. <laughs> I've been traveling a ton right now, as you know, Ash, and it's been a lot. Um, and there's no place that I'd rather be than in my sleep number bed. So many couples also disagree on mattress firmness. We talk about this every week and it's true. Sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side. So it's just right for the both of you. That's the cool about, part about sleep number. And it really is kind of funny. We joke about it, but it's true with me because I can lay on one side of my bed. And if it gets too soft or it's too hard, I just roll over twice. Like, I don't need to go on the couch. I don't need to lay on my floor. I just lay on the same bed. And no matter what, 
it's comfortable. The new beds are so smart. Also, they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Come in and see the newest Sleep Number 360 smart beds. This is not a bed. It's a brighter you for the holidays from $999. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com backslash Ben to find the one nearest to you. Oh, look at you getting a coat on your own. I was going to say, <laughs> wow, hey, look at me. It's definitely because that. You, uh, you love your Sleep Number. That's okay. You do deserve that because I deserve... FabFitFun to be on my side. (laughs) If you guys are still looking for a Christmas gift, get the Christmas gift that actually provides Christmas four times a year. If you don't listen to this podcast, this is your first episode, you may not already know that FabFitFun is a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. That's full-size, not sample size. Their winter box is epic. It has products like a knit throw from Mark and Graham, which I love taking on planes or long car rides. Um, There's a great body cream, very, very hydrating for winter skin from Anthropology. A dry shampoo from Orbe. And guys, this is the dry shampoo that basically every celebrity hairstylist uses. I cannot believe it's in the box. Uh, There's also a coaster set from Urban Home, and that's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out because these sell out fast. I I mean, like, they sell out fast. Like, it might be gone by the time you're done listening to this podcast fast. So go check out FabFitFun.com right now and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. And the box, guys, it's worth over $200. But it's only going to be $39.99 when you use our code ALMOSTFAMOUS at FabFitFun.com. Again, FabFitFun.com, code ALMOSTFAMOUS because you deserve to treat yourself today. All right, now let's get to the fun part, Ben. Let's judge the the, the cast. Let's judge the cast. It's one of my favorite times of the year. <laughs> this part of the season is where we ab- know absolutely nothing about any of these girls, and we're only doing this based on a few pictures that none of us have ever looked good on. So yes, this is the best, it's petty. Literally the best part. It's, no, it's the best. It's it, the, pe- the pettiness brings out the best in all of us. It's the realist, guys. Don't say you didn't do this at home when all these pictures were released last week. You broke them down, too. And now we're going to. Ready? Ben? Yeah, so... Give me your star to girls. Who do you think okay. is going to make it top three? I say go one at a time, like a draft. Oh, a draft? We should go one at a time? And that way, whoever has the most... You, actually, before you say, you should make a wager. Okay, yeah. so... If my top three is stronger, results yes. with more actual top three, yeah. then, Ben, what do you want me to do? Uh, I want you to eat three-day-old sushi. Ben, that's, like, dangerous. That's weird, Ben. <laughs> oh, is that weird? I don't know. You just threw me on the spot, Mark. Back off. <laughs> you make her sing or something, something silly on the show. She has to do the show in a costume or in a voice or something. Here's Yeah, so here's the thing. If I win, Ashley, I need you to post on your Instagram a video of you singing on this show, Backstreet's Back. Can we do one, like, not ba- like a song that I could probably actually attempt to sing and try to sound yeah, good? Cool. I think it'll be funnier if I'm trying to sound good and I sound really bad. What's the song that you, what's your go-to? 
like a Celine Dion song. Oh, great. We can do like um what's the what's the one like the It's all coming back to me. It's all coming yes, yes, yes. So it's all coming back to me now. I was like, you know, you would sing Celine Dion. Okay, and if I if I win and you lose, I want you to participate. This is like a grand ask. I want you to put together a bachelor boy band, and I want you guys to actually do like um. I want you to do a parody video. Oh no, <laughs> deal. Okay. Because I'm gonna win this. Okay. Let the draft begin. All right. Well then. Let the draft begin. Should we go through all 30 girls and then tell us what your starred ones are, or should we just? I no, Ashley. Here's the thing. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a draft. So then we'll go through the girls after this. But first, um, I will let you take the first pick of this draft. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, my Who do you want? first pick, like as like the number one top contender. Yeah. I think K. I'm gonna go with Kaylin. I like Kaylin. Oh dang it. Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna go. Hey, is this fair? You you're friends with Colton. Oh, he hasn't said a word. Oh, I'm really? not kidding. Okay. You can ask any of us. He hasn't said a word. Okay. Why, Kaylin? Before you move on, why? Um. Well, I know that she has a really deep story, and I interviewed Chris Harrison last week for Access, and. He says that her deep story reveals ends up revealing a lot about him. So I feel like they have an intimate bond. Ben? I, I, I don't I, I like where you're going with that. I've heard that is that, you know, these that Colton and Kaylin kind of connected right away. I think we talked about that is there's a bigger story here than anything we've ever heard. And that's why we're gonna fall in love with Colton during the season. Um I've gotta go with Cassie. I feel like Cassie has been one of those that the, the show has promoted already. I feel like she is absolutely beautiful. Um, I think Cassie is my second pick. What I like about Cassie's picture is that I've never seen a more relaxed uh, biopic before. She's just mm. chilling. I like the way that they changed the background to gray. Everybody looks so much better. Yeah. If they can only do that earlier. Okay. Cassie Ashley, has 28,000 followers. I, that's a big, that's a big following. That's why she's relaxed. She knows what she's up to. She's, she's going to do this well. She's also a true Californian. Uh, she grew up at the beach and is an avid surfer. And she is a grad student getting uh, a degree in speech pathology, hoping to work with kids one day. Ashley, Isn't that with funny? your second pick. With my second pick, uh, I'm gonna go with Brie. Mm, you know I like Brie. Is it okay to pick the same? Uh, is it okay to overlap one? No. no. Oh sh- crapola! Because I wanted to pick Cassie too. She was starred for me. Oh well. Okay. Well, I pick Brie then. The Lauren Bushnell lookalike. You know what? She is beautiful. We got it. We got to give them both. Both Lauren and Brie are very, very, very beautiful people. So. I, I, I get why. Um, a little bit about Bree here. Bree's a model from Southern, Southern California. Bree is much more than just a pretty face, though. She played soccer for eight years, enjoys hiking and camping, and loves to hit the snowboard slopes. Her biggest dating fear, you ask? Farting too loudly. Not just farting, but farting too loudly. Don't worry, Bree. It's really less about the, the, the sound and way more about the smell. 
I don't know, Ash. I, I might disagree. Okay. With my second pick, all these women are really beautiful. I think that I'm going to go with Hannah G. Darn it, Ben. That was my other what? pick. That was. I'm I'm sorry, Ash. She's she's really pretty. She's a content creator. Okay. From Birmingham, she's also Alabama. The one that's in it for the wrongest the wrongest of reasons, based on the bios. Content creator. Come on. Okay. So this sweet Southern Belle definitely isn't camera shy. She's both the photographer and model for her burgeoning social media business. Apart from planning the photo shoots for her next post, Hannah enjoys being a foodie and glamping. Hopefully Colton likes what you're putting down, can, Hannah. Can we talk I about something that, here? Yeah, please. I need to read this quote, which makes me very weary. Um, okay. She posted an Instagram caption in August about her journey into modeling influencing. <laughs> she oh. says... I don't consider myself to be a so-called model. I consider myself to be Hannah, who happens to have a creative aspect of social media and modeling in general. That's a direct quote. I like my next, I like my pick. Um, you know, the world of influencing isn't one that is going to last forever. I'm, I don't know if I've ever heard a more direct bio from from the Bachelor franchise more than honest. this one. Yeah, more <laughs> okay. honest. All right, I think Hannah B is going to be around for a while, so I'm going to say Hannah B. But I also think that Hannah B might be the villain. I have a little insight. Uh, the the uh, pageant girls. That is Kaylin. Uh, she is the current reigning 2018 Miss North Carolina, and Hannah B the reigning Miss Alabama 2018, uh, they get into it. I'm not sure. Whether they're, okay, they're either going to be really good friends because they've been around the pageant circuit together or they're not going to be really good friends. They're going to have like a rivalry out for each other. But Harrison said the other day, there's something between the two of them. It'll be a storyline. I also mm. am very confused. So I'm thinking like in this perhaps rivalry this is me just like mm -hmm. making things up without my head i feel like hannah b would be the villain because caitlin seems sweet but i guess there's nothing that says that hannah b isn't sweet yet but she just has a more villainous look about her not in a bad way like a sexy way yeah let's read uh so as you, as you said she's former miss alabama 2018 born and raised in tuscaloosa alabama hannah was bred to be proud member of the alabama crimson tide following in her parents footsteps by the way just a side note there's nobody that loves their team more than alabama she recently graduated from the university of alabama with a degree in communications she currently works as an interior designer and never misses an alabama football game see i told you they love their football so much oh in her spare time this year, she won the title of Miss Alabama USA 2018. Roll Tide, Hannah. Hannah B, Ashley's final choice. That's my final choice. I'm totally making things up here, you guys. I did not write any spoilers. I'm just making assumptions, and I'm saying them out loud. <laughs> I'm also trying to come up with content to make this interesting, when really we have no idea what role anyone's going to play. I do, I am very interested in the fact that they have two pageant girls here from Miss USA because you want to hear a very embarrassing, it's not embarrassing, but you want to hear a story, Ben? 
Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. I love stories. <laughs> so the August before I was casted officially on The Bachelor, I guess it was like oh, two weeks before I was officially cast on The Bachelor, I did a preliminary Miss USA round in Virginia because I was I am always obsessed with Olivia Colbo and I was like I just want to be like Olivia so I did a preliminary Miss USA round in Virginia and they say in the contract you can't really pursue anything like TV and you especially can't pursue anything outside NBC Universal because that is where Miss USA aired at the, at the time I'm not sure where it airs now or I mean, I think it's still NBC. Does anybody know this for sure? You want to look that up? I'm pretty sure that NBC still still airs Miss USA, and it said you can't do anything outside of that network. I think it's now on Fox. Oh, it's now on Fox. So maybe they have different contractual requirements allowing these two girls to do it. Ashley, you ready for my last pick? Yeah. It's Taisha. Taisha. Yep. She's got the smile. She's got the look. I like her profile a lot, like a ton, except I don't know what her career is. I don't even know what that is. A phlebotomist. I bet Mark oh, knows. Mark I was know. a Go ahead, Ashley. Okay. Um, so I had to learn this before when I did the interview with Harrison a couple of days ago. Uh, that is somebody who draws your blood and like test make brings it to testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Tasha, the Southern California girl, is definitely not the squeamish type. Oh, well, this would have helped. She draws blood for a living. When she's not filling up vials for her patients, she volunteers at her church and goes wine tasting. I'm, okay, Tasha, if you don't end up with Colton, I like wine tasting and I love Jesus. So just let me know. Unlike her patients, Tasha hopes Colton feels faint when he sees her. Tasha <laughs> is my cute. final pick. I like her. I'm pretty proud of my picks. I like Colton's group of women. I see, I don't know. I think the six that we chose are really the ones that I think are going to vie for Colton's heart. All I know is from watching these, um, the promos, somebody out there crushes that dude, like destroys him on this season. And whoever it is, I ain't about. Um, Oh, I have more. Ashley, what's your your dirt? (laughs) Okay. So I asked Harrison the other day. If him jumping over the fence was just something stupid, like, you know, we've been joking. He, like, probably lost his tie and left it on the other side of the fence. And he was like, oh, one second, just got to quickly go on the other side of the fence. He said no. He was really trying to run away from Harrison when Harrison was trying to give him a dad talk. Oh, really? Fatherly talk. He said not a friend talk, a fatherly talk. Oh, what does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think we're in for it this year, Ash. I think this season of The Bachelor is going to be one that nobody wants to miss. And we already, here's the thing, is we already have drama coming into the play here. There's a story that was released this week. And it's one that it, it seems to be a common thread on any season of The Bachelor so far. Tracy, I, I, I'm going to say your last name here, Shapoff, has some mean tweet, tweets out there that have became public at this point one of which she's bashing the bachelor franchise because in her opinion who would go on this show to try to find love ashley what's your take that was a bad tweet i can't i can't do i can't can't say anything except for the fact that she's obviously if she doesn't think it's really gonna happen for from the show then she's definitely there for the wrong reasons 
And those are some gnarly uh, tweets. I mean, we've all said stupid things on Twitter, but. Here's my take. Here's my tw- take. We, there's so many times in life. There's so many times in life that we, we say something or we stand firm on something or we do something. And we, we, we seem to be stuck in our ways. We look back. I mean, how many times has this happened to everybody in the studio here? Well, you then look back 10 years later and you've grown or you've changed or your mind, has, your mind has opened up a little bit to something new. So what I'm saying is be careful the stances you take in life now, the things that you feel so secure about and the things that you just hold on as absolute truth. Because later on, you could get mud thrown right back in your face, just like Tracy did. I mean, these are huge tweets. She is now on this show. She didn't just continue to watch the show. She's not just a commenter and a fan of the show. No, she chose to go on the show. My second point here, okay. this is the point that maybe creeps me out the most. How in the world do they find these tweets? Who is out there using so much of their time to go through every cast member on the Bachelor franchise to find tweets eight like this? Eight years ago? Was it eight years ago? Eight years ago. That's She's nuts. obviously not a... A quiet tweeter. She tweets often. Um, if people, I really don't want people to go back, but if they were, they would find the most embarrassing Jonas Miller tweets ever. No, oh my never, god! No. Oh my! They would be just they're seventy five percent all about the Jonas Brothers, and they probably um, make it seem like I don't even know, like I'm friends with them or something. That's what it sounds. It's gonna sound like it's gonna be like. So-and-so waved to us, and they love us. It's going to be, like, the most immature-sounding thing ever. And now that I'm telling people this, they're definitely going to go back eight years. Um, Let me just say one thing as um, an advice giver. If I had to go back and give myself advice, whether that was eight years ago on Twitter or four years ago on Twitter or today on Twitter, I would say don't put anything out there that you would just say in the privacy of your own home home or to your best friends only put on twitter things that you'd be fine saying in front of an open general audience because that's what twitter is Mm, it is a public platform i'm gonna i'm gonna encourage any listener out there if you can go back and find some of these tweets that Ashley are talking about, um, we'll personally <laughs> send you a thank you video from the Almost Famous Podcast. Uh, we'll make sure that happens. So please go back, find these tweets, copy and paste them, send them the email at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. I cannot wait to make so much fun of Ashley. Ashley, there's one thing in life that we don't make fun of, and that's the holiday season. The holiday season is absolutely crazy. I know right now at Generous, there are orders going off every day, all day. My phone is blowing up with people buying coffee, mugs, bracelets, t-shirts, whatever. And we use stamps.com to make our shipping and our postage more efficient. It's, it comes through all the time. It makes my life a lot easier. I love stamps.com. Like I said, I work with them every day. The holidays are madness. Everywhere you go, there's traffic or lines. That's why I'm loving using stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. Buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. All available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and what? You're done. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale where you weight your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every time. You can imagine here, everybody sitting in studio, when you operate a company that is online and retail, especially during the holiday season, your orders really increase and pick up and your resources don't exactly do the same. So you have to become more efficient with how you ship and how you post. That's where stamps.com comes in. It makes my job and my life so much better every day. Right now, 
Use Almost Famous for this special offer. Four weeks trial includes postage and a digital scale. I mean, I'd do it for the digital scale. Are you kidding me? Think about all the things you can do with a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Almost Famous. That's stamps.com. Enter Almost Famous today. It will change your life. Just trust us a little bit at some point. Ashley, to finish out, Another great episode, one of our final episodes of the offseason. I mean, this is getting absolutely wild that we're already about to start The Bachelor over once again. Today was a big episode with Trista on it. We went through Colton's women, who we think are absolutely great, but we judge them critically because that's what (laughs) we do best. And finally, we have a rumor that it doesn't really feel like a rumor to me. Sometimes on this podcast, we bring up things that I'm like, yeah, no way this happened, right? Right. I mean, for example, we'll start with one. Uh, that we've researched very, very uh, critically, and that is the Sean Booth rumor. Has he moved on already because he was spotted with Charlie um, um, Arnold? I, I, I think Ar- I'm going to say her name right. Um, out in public, are they dating? Are they not? They, I don't think they are. Actually, from a very viable source, uh, I think they were spotted together at a at a gym, at a workout. You know, there was a bunch of people there, and then afterwards, maybe they hung out once or twice. Well, here's a here's a deal. Sean's single. Um, from all sources, nothing happened. Um, I mean, Ashley, in your opinion, is it too quickly? How quickly is too quick to even hang out or talk to somebody new after a major breakup? I think it really has to do based on the person because some people, they do well with having a, a quick rebound and then some people really need to let it digest for a while. It depends mm-hmm. on your personality. I agree. Yeah, you can't, you know, we can't blame anybody once they're officially single. I mean, yeah, you know, you want your heart to heal. We wish best for anybody. But if you want to talk to somebody, that's then okay. I have nothing against it. If, you know, Sean starts talking to somebody or Caitlin starts talking to, to somebody, it doesn't matter the timing. It just matters the respect that they give each other. I think that's an important key moment here is how are you going to slam another person's face? Or are you not? I hope they don't. I don't think they, they will. Um, so through all of this, it's just weird still to me that we're talking Sean and somebody else or Caitlin and somebody else, and it's not Caitlin and Sean together. That still hurts my heart a little bit that they're not together. It's sad, uh, and I don't know how to process that. That's what's weird to me here. It's so sad. I know. It's so weird. It's um, so weird. I wonder if we get Sean on the podcast here maybe even next week to talk about some of these rumors. I mean, I, I'm sure he doesn't want these things floating around. I'm sure he has a lot to share and tell. And, you know, I, we know Sean, he'll be respectful. Let's try to reach out to him and see if we can get on the podcast. That would be awesome if you feel like you can do that. I, I think that's up to Sean, but we want to throw their offer out there. It's always good to make sure that the truth is present. So we'll reach out to Sean, see if we get him on. If we do, make sure you tune in next week to the Almost Famous Podcast to see if Sean Booth happens to join us. Another couple. Yeah, I was going to say, we also need to get one of these two on the line, Bibiana and Peter. Peter Cross and Bibiana, what do you think? I don't just think. I know she had a super big crush on him going into Winter Games. She was so disappointed that he wasn't going to be there. She was. He was the one and only... She was looking forward to seeing there. And now they've been spotted at a Miami Heat game. And E! News is reporting that they are casually seeing each other. And, of course, it is long distance. And um, we need to get one of them on here to confirm what's actually going on. But I'm really happy for her because, like, dreams coming true. And you know what? They're both, like, 
they're both very sexy. Like they both are very like sensual. They're both, um, you know, people that we know uh, and that we both really appreciate. They make a, a striking couple. I mean, yeah. a striking Stunning. couple. And Stunning. they're both and, very athletically inclined. They love the gym. Yeah. So Bibiana and Peter Cross, we cannot confirm or, or deny, but we're going to make sure that we get answers next week because I just saw this rumor today as we we're prepping for the podcast. Uh, so next week's going to be a, let's say, call it the rumor busting podcast. I mean, we're going to talk rumors. We're going to get some answers. And, and finally, to close out the podcast, we want to take one email from one of our listeners. Yeah. Okay. This email comes from Caitlin. I just listened to the last week's podcast where you talked about Aaron and Jordan Rogers and the Rogers family, and I felt compelled to write and defend the Rogers family. I live in Chico and just down the road from Ed and Darla Rogers, the whole Rogers family's hometown. I have known their family for over 15 years and can, with all honesty, tell you that the Rogers family are some of the kindest good-hearted, godly people. I know they have raised boys, their boys well. The estrangement that is occurring is all by choice of Aaron. The parents have done nothing to cause it whatsoever. He has chosen to live his life differently and separately from them. Darla Rogers is truly one of the sweetest women I know. The Rogers family continues to be in the headlines. It feels weird. It feels odd. I don't get why or how the Rogers family snuck in to Bachelor Nation, but they have. During a press conference this week, Aaron said that he said something along the lines of, I was out, I was away visiting my folks. And people have been chattering about that, whether they're trying to reconcile or whether that quote was just a little bit confusing. Like, are are folks definitely his parents or... Was he visiting folks, mm. you know? Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. I hope they're reconciling. It, it feels weird to me that this this family drama, you know, at times in, on this podcast, you know, we can talk about things that are, are uh, rumors or things that maybe come off a little more critical. And that's part of this whole thing. We've opened ourselves, our lives up to the public. Um, and we want to make sure to get the best information available. It still feels uncomfortable to me that we talk about the Rogers family at all within Bachelor Nation, that it was on TV, that it comes back through the podcast, that people are, you know, quoting about it in magazines. It's family drama that we should leave fit. So, Caitlin, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for giving the Rogers family some amazing cr- credibility. Um, we hope for all purposes, the uh, Rogers family is healing. Bad. Easton just sent us funny texts. (laughs) What'd he say? He I don't know how'd you found this so quick. How'd you find it? One of those Twitter archives? Yeah. Hold on, Easton's gonna talk. I'm very good at searching Twitter. (laughs) I need to find this just so I can have a good laugh at myself. Um this is from January 9th, 2010. I remember the day I was in Philly at a Nick Jonas concert. It says sitting fourth row at Nick Jonas with a lip pimple. Standard Jonas concert stress sit. Oh, Another one. Um, July. These are, these are tweets from Ashley, by the yeah. way. July 14, 2009. I just took which Jonas brother is right for you quiz, and I got Joe Jonas. Are you happy about Joe Jonas? Yeah, I definitely rigged my answers to get Joe. Easton, I promised whoever found some good tweets a video from the Almost Famous podcast. I will make sure <laughs> One of tonight. The You're going to give a yeah. personalized shout out to anyone who gives the best tweets. Yeah, Easton, I'm going to make sure this is the most sensual, most individual, most customized video for you, big boy. Hey, 
we got to give some thank yous out there. The podcast does not exist without these people. I mean, this is how we make money. This is how we keep the podcast going. This is why Mark and Easton hang out with us. Um, I mean, there's really no other reason in the world that Mark and Easton would ever devote this much time to any two people if it wasn't for some of these people. Thank you to Crate and Barrel for helping my wedding registry process be so, so easy. You can start your Crate and Barrel registry today at crateandbarrel.com slash gift registry. And if you want to take those old memories that are on film and digitize them, head over to Legacy Box as LegacyBox.com slash Almost Famous and save 40% today. If you want to sleep on Ben's favorite sleep number, Ben, what is where should they go? Go to sleepnumber.com backslash Ben. Find the one nearest to you. One of Ashley's favorites, Fat Bit Fun. Save $10 off your first box, making only $39.99 when you use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS. And finally, Stamps.com. Thank you, Stamps.com, for the help this holiday season. I personally really appreciate it. Use Almost Famous for this special offer for a four-week trial. Includes postage and a digital scale. Again, think of all the things you could do with a digital scale. I also got to give a shout-out to Mark and Easton in studio, Amy Sugarman, our wonderful producer, Becca Tilly for coming on the podcast, Trista, all the people that let us talk about them, Sean, Bibiana, Peter, Tracy, and the women of Colton Seasons. Hey, we're getting close. January 7th is the launch of Colton Seasons. We're going to be live for that episode. It's going to blow things out of water. We've got some major things happening this year in Bachelor Nation. I also finally got to close this with Ashley. Thanks for being my co-host. You're the best. We love you. We appreciate you. I actually have to tell a story to close this thing out. Okay. I was doing, I spoke at Colorado university this week, um, about, uh, entrepreneurship and in business, I was speaking to their online uh, platform with a, a great young lady named India. I'm sitting within the, the, the speech and we take a little break and in, in the break time, she looks at me and she goes, Hey, I listened to your podcast. I said, thank you so much. It always means a lot to us when people say that. And she goes, no, I just love Ashley. Mm. And I was like, well, that's really sweet. So we FaceTimed Ashley. A- Ashley answered. It made India's life. Um, she made my life because I got to see uh, Jared getting spray tanned almost for a uh, Chippendales thing he did this weekend. So I'm sure he did. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you with that. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley and I'm sorry for all my weird rambles today. I haven't, uh, my brain is not here today. Sometimes we have those days. See, I can't even complete a sentence right now. Oh, well. All right, let's go. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 